you must remain the shadow. Funny thing about shadows, the thing common to all of them is that they do not speak. They do not give an explanation as to why they cast their darkness on other things. They are silent. They require no explanation. You have a keen mind, Jupiter. But you... But you need me because I'm good with my hands, he finished for her. Yes, you are indeed good with your hands. Her face reddened. You find me hideous, don't you? I don't think you're hideous, Maggie. You think you're hideous. You're the one who called yourself a pariah. She cleared her throat. I think I'm finished with the matter. Let's change the subject, shall we? Any news about your family? She asked. Jupiter glared at her. She wanted to hurt him, invoke the personal hell he carried within him. He thought about his visit to Fletcher and the word family and everything it meant. No, he said. No word. Maggie reached slowly for Jupiter's face. He did not move. She came close to his cheek but closed her fingers and withdrew her hand. My, you are so exquisite, Jupiter. I see so much in you. So much of the kind of strength and character my late husband possessed. I see it in you, even though I'm not supposed to. Do you think there ever would have been a war if more white people could have looked across the cotton fields, plantations, and servants' quarters, just looked over and seen themselves in you, in your people? Do you think the war still would have been fought? Plenty of white folks saw themselves in us. Can't say that would have stopped it. It most likely caused it. No. I don't like this subject either. She checked the state of her hair in the mirror behind Jupiter. I need you to stop talking so much during the courses of business from now on. If these men, once they get back to shore, spread the word to keep an eye out for a colored crimper, it would not only hurt my business, it would damage the thin barrier that keeps the races from killing each other. Maggie lit the lamp then snuffed out the match. What do you think, Clement? I think he's developing a conscience. Bad time, wrong cause. If he's putting you at risk, you know I would do whatever it takes to protect you. He's my problem. I brought him to you. If you want me to take care of him, I will. And just like that, our problem would be solved, said Maggie. I understand your connection to him. I pass no judgment. Maggie turned away. No, it's not that. He helped me once through a very difficult period. Her mind drifted to that night when she was shivering and clammy, fighting off the withdrawals from opium. Here said Jupiter, as he handed her a cup of some foul-smelling liquid. She brought it to her nose and vomited. How dare you come into my room, she said.
puke still on her lips. This time of night, if anyone saw you, you need help. It's obvious. No one will think twice about a Negro coming to the aid of a white person in need of his services. It's the kind of services offered that might be troublesome. She managed a putrid smile. Drink what's left in that cup. Hold your nose if you have to. It'll get you through the night. The early ones are hardest, but this will make it easier. During the war, it worked for plenty of men in my regiment. She sipped it, then spit it out. You don't sip it. You swallow it all at once. She braced herself, tilted back her head, and emptied the cup. She felt better almost immediately. Don't judge me. Oh, I promise you I won't.